Yeah, so I thought about including a Ricky's Political Corner mm-hmm. in this episode, but I decided not to for a couple reasons. Um, for one, not really too much has gone on. So we have the Republicans who don't really have anything that they're able to say. They really don't have a leg to stand on, no Madison Cawthorn, because the Democrats' stimulus plan that Joe Biden crafted with the help of many others has an overwhelming amount of support right now. Support me, bitch! And the bitches against it are just super pressed because they can't take the fact that most of America is okay with receiving $1,400 and okay with increased unemployment benefits and okay with that money being available to more people. Like, who the fuck is out here like, oh, I'm mad that that nigga is going to get more money. So let me be like, who the fuck, like, when you really break it down, like, the shit that they are pissed about is really insane. So, of course, they can't go out rightfully and be like, oh, well, we're against this because, you know... Republicans gonna repub, repub. I thought about pubes. Anyways. <laughs> so they're out here creating a culture war against Dr. Seuss. This nigga Dr. Seuss's birthday was over oh a week ago. Over a week ago. <laughs> And the Republicans, and I'm not just going to say Republicans, but also conservative media have been out here on this week-long tirade against cancel culture when referring to Dr. Seuss and a few of his books that I've never even fucking heard of being taken off of bookshelves because they were deemed racist and offensive to certain groups of people. Like, y'all act like they told y'all niggas to remove green eggs and ham off the library bookshelves. It when If you knew these six books, they are six books that nobody has heard of. Have any of y'all heard of these six books? No. You hear that? It's crickets. So while Joe Biden is over here about to craft an... Um, while Joe Biden and the Democratic Party are out here about to pass one of the largest bills of law of all time, everybody else is just going to be mad. And I'll be waiting for my 1400 with a little bit extra because, you know. <laughs> Give me my money, Biden. Give me my money. You owe me $1,400 for a stimulus. Give me my money. Yeah, give me my money, Foxy Brown. Give me my money. Give me my money. Give me my money, Foxy Brown. You owe me $900, Foxy Brown. Give me my money. This is going to all the blogs. Give me my money, Foxy Brown. (laughs) This is going to all the blogs. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) Hit the button. Let's get this show started. Beep. <laughs> like that ain't it's done that in chaos post. magic right like that ain't done in post. like that ain't not we'll get there oh we'll get there i can have a drag for miss wanda honey <laughs> but before we get there what's up y'all it is that weed that came inside of that sealed bag that you're wondering how is he able to get this in here and still have this be sealed but you know what i'm just gonna go with it as though it's something straight from the store (laughs) ricky and i am the westview 
And I am the welcome to Westview sign. Chris. I don't know why I thought you were about to say the Westview Anomaly. <laughs> I'm, I'm at Westview Anonymous. It's like I felt the spirit of Fantasia about to come and grab you, but you mm. rebuked her. You kept listen, her to the side. Listen. Fantasia. Okay. Push it on in the name of Wanda Maximum. You hit that bitch with some chaos magic zacks. <laughs> but nah, um, we'll get to WandaVision. I know we keep teasing y'all, but we'll get there. Y'all gonna have to keep listening. But before we do, let's have a word from our sponsors, a.k.a. us. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you follow us everywhere you stock your exes at Freeish Media. That includes Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, anywhere you listen to your podcast, and pretty much anywhere else besides Twitter, because you know what? Still, fuck Twitter. We are still on that. Fuck Twitter. And yeah. Fuck Twitter. Y'all, some dicks. <laughs> Yeah, y'all, like, ladies and gentlemen, I am DJ. No, I'm just like, I don't know why I just interrupted. I just felt as though I had to say something at the church announcement. So there's potato salad <laughs> in the back. There's cookies and punch for the kids. Amen. And there's chaos magic in the air. I hear a television finale review in the future. Well, that just might be witches fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Spell with Loretta Devine and Omari Hardwick, but if you haven't, you need to watch that, and you just gave me her in that movie. Okay, writing it down. We'll see. We'll review. It, it, yeah, you just, I'm telling you, it is entertaining for quite a few reasons, and that's all I'll say on that. Mm-hmm. Have y'all seen Spell? Let us know if y'all have. But, um, yeah, I would say it is a lot of chaos in the air right now. Have you seen that Meghan Markle and Harry... Why well, was I about to say Harry Styles? <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot tell you how many times I have read Harry Styles all week. Oh, my gosh. It's like, I be wanting to give this nigga a last name so, so bad. bad. You just want to be like, Harry, but he don't have Like, what is name? your last name? <laughs> Where's your scooter? <laughs> Where's your surname? Oh gosh! But yeah, have you seen the Oprah interview with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry? Because I haven't, so I need you to give me some tea. Okay, so I fake watched it and skimmed it like everybody else because wasn't nobody really sitting there for hours and hours if she wasn't gonna give them no real tea. So everybody was kind of back and <laughs> forth. You could tell the timeline was very active. So I went back and forth. Um, basically. The gist of it was, let me pull up my um, Angela Yee notes. Um, Megan talked about her mental health issues and that, okay, so it was an interview with Megan, um, Prince Harry, and Oprah. Okay, Queen Oprah then came out of her retirement to interview the royals. It's been a big deal, like all month. We've been waiting on this. It was whatever. Okay, the big O. Right. The what I do want to know is that in the morning, Miss Queen Elizabeth had the nerve to drop that she was gonna be on live later on. Um and she wanted all the bitches to show up during at the same time that Oprah's uh interview was supposed to air. So that's when I knew it was gonna be some mess. <laughs> it was like, you know, she don't come out of chambers for nobody no more, and especially not during COVID. 
So <laughs> the interview comes on. It's very Oprah. It's very, I'm in your house, minding, you know. I'm in your house, minding your business. Right, minding your business, Auntie O. And so Megan talked about her mental health issues and that her time with the Royals was filled with, like, racism and, you know, people, like, you know, basically slander her name all through, you know, her pregnancy and her being there. So that's why they eventually left. Um, she said she yeah. contemplated, contemplated suicide after dealing with them. Um, mm. To that point, it's like you never really know what people are going through, but you could tell, like, that was not a good experience for her. Like, everybody dreams of, like, marrying a quote-unquote prince or, like, a basketball player that has it all together or this, that, and a third, and it always be something in the water that is just not clean. And imagine all your family invented racism. Racism. Like the in-laws that you're coming into invented the institution of colonizing other countries. They perfected it. They like it's handed down through the royals, the monarchy, they're all embraced. And like you would think that going into that situation, maybe we've changed in the last hundred or so years, but she was there. She was there during segregation. Miss <laughs> Mamas was there. Like she know what it is. So that was my thing about that point. Do you? Because you know, mental health is a little touchy. Yeah, my whole thing was, you know, they want. I've been trying not to say, you know, as much. So, y'all make sure you e slap me every time you hear me say, you know, because I'm like that is not about to be my that's hot. Anyways, e slap me sounds like a cute porn site from like 2002. That would definitely come up with hella, hella pop up. You know, just e slap me. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I was about to say it again, but I didn't. Yay for growth! Woo! <laughs> um, this whole situation just reeks of just racial microaggressions, and it's just really bizarre because at the end of the day, Meghan Markle is light skinned as fuck yeah i'm light-skinned but i'm still a dark nigga like she isn't even a full black woman and that's not to take anything away from her i'm not saying that she is not black mm. what i'm saying is that she is a quite fair-skinned woman who is very close to what would be considered the quote-unquote white side of the spectrum to me personally y'all can say what y'all want to say about that <laughs> and with that being said it's sad to see them acting this way towards even her. You can only imagine if Harry Styles wanted to bring somebody who was of an even darker skin tone home. You know, and I'm trying to keep this politically correct, but think about it. If he were to bring home insert person here, then they would have had a fit. Even right. with this person, they're having all of these issues and all of this just racial microtones and racial under-aggressions. I said those backwards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said microtones and under-aggressions. Microtones and under-aggressions. That sounds like uh, the title for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, just... But you... Girl, I'm telling you, I'm going to surgically remove you know out of my voice box. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, I don't even notice it. So maybe it's like part of your, um, like people, when people say, um, maybe it's your, um. Yeah, it is. But I still don't like it. Right. Yeah. You got to train yourself, dog. Yeah. I didn't notice it. I noticed some things about you too, but we'll get to those later. Anyways. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so to end the story off, I'm, at the end of the day, going to be Whoopi Goldberg to the bullshit because I'm looking at it like, okay. And that's not so much to the situation, but it's just to people's reactions. It's crazy how the British monarchy has this much of an effect on us still 200 plus years later. Like, who give a fuck what they doing out there in the British monarchy? Meghan moved her ass here. Harry moved his ass here. Archie moved his ass here with them. And they are here now. So we are just going to deal with that. And we are going to wait to see what content they give us. Because we stand content creation from an African-American like Meghan Markle. Who was once on Suits with Gina Torres. Who was once on Angel in an arc in which she played in magical being named Jasmine. If y'all could see the way he just threw his strings to his hoodie as if he was Taze on the runway or like Naomi in the 90s. <laughs> I bit everything he said, like, that's tea. Like, I, why do we even care? Fuck them. Um, or something we do care about. Yeah, let's go to a real queen. <laughs> Topic number two. Wow, so we have come to an end of an era. Y'all, I, and I say I because one of us hasn't, been watching WandaVision for nine weeks since episode one. Do y'all understand how I feel like I've grown as a person dealing with this shit and dealing with Wanda's grief for nine weeks, it has really helped me appreciate how to deal with my own grief while simultaneously backing off from it. It's really crazy. <laughs> By what? But yeah. Um, shout out to WandaVision. The show just ended. She gave us our last episode, even though this week we'll be getting some type of um, HBO-style making of creation, which we will be into. Suffice to say. It's like, I just don't even know what to say. It's just, it's so much. It's just so powerful. It's just so big. It's just so wide. It's just so thick. It's just so in your face. It's just so what was needed right now to just explode all over you and completely imbue you with the essence of what it is because that is what good TV the fuck is. That's what the fuck it is, is it not? It is. Preach. Like, this shit was so good. It's like they literally took all of the favorite shows that we have had as children. Buffy, Charm, Smallville, all that shit. Xena, Animorphs. Mm-hmm. 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 All that crazy mystical shit that we used to be into. You put it into a ball. You give it some motherfucking 2021 effects. Even in the midst of a pandemic. And you still give us some good ass shit like this. We did not deserve this shit. We did not deserve Elizabeth Olsen giving us 69 performances in one. We did not deserve Paul Bettany looking like he could very well be black underneath all of that red skin. 
We did not deserve <laughs> Monica Rambeau serving us an immaculate curl pattern for weeks on weeks. We did not deserve Darcy giving us that popcorn moment. We did not deserve Randall Park giving us his best work since Fresh Out the Boat! And we did not deserve the entire team for putting that shit together down to the fucking title sequences, which all match perfectly with iconic franchises from those eras, but also at the same time told stories in themselves and let you know about the future of the series and the MCU itself. We don't deserve the crew that made sure to painstakingly put motherfucking Agatha's theme song throughout the entire show as little tidbits to the fact that we would find out that she was a villain later on from episode episode one we do not deserve a team who was able to do all of this while creating a series that would be the first for marvel phase four when it really was supposed to be the fourth women coming up to pick up y'all slack as usual anyways wandavision what are your thoughts i just get excited watching you get excited about things like this um, yeah, WandaVision was iconic. The ending was very indie, but not. It, it was like a Marvel, it was like a Marvel MCU movie. Like, how they end, but they don't really end. Mm-hmm. Like, you know it's gonna be more, you know this is gonna evolve into something else. It had two post credit scenes. It was just like, it was cute. My thing is, first problem, when Wanda threw that hoodie on and decided to walk through the town as if they were about to jump that bitch, I don't know who you thought you were, ma'am. But as soon as they came out the hex, it was like, okay, Shame. like, wait. Shame. Like, very bad. Um, but yeah, the rest of it, I love Katherine Hans acting. Is that her name? Yes. Agatha. I love Agatha's acting. She was a good villain. I know they're going to bring her back in the future because she is like prime MCUT. Like that bitch that could be funny, but also I'm a villain. She's like acting real estate. You just got to, you just got to put, you know, you just got to put it on contract. (laughs) Yeah. So shout out to WandaVision. Shout out to Disney. Um, I want to say my thing about like, and this is bridging into our next topic, topic three. But like, I just want to shout out some of the things that, like, we watched as kids that we were obsessed with. Like, you mentioned the Buffy's, the charm. Like, today we're recording this on Buffy's, like, 24th anniversary. Shout something out like Buffy. that. And it's like, how iconic was Buffy to, like, come in and change the game? It was, like, vampires and fight sequences and women saving the day again. Like, the charms. I'm rewatching Charm now. It's, like, those type of shows that, like have lasted through, like, the sci-fi girls. It's so interesting to see, like, the MCU come along and, like, really, really, really make those things matter. Like, people are talking about witches and theories, and people are talking about, like, the Scarlet Witch in comparison to Hexes and other witches. Like, you get these revivals of these certain moments that, I remember, you were, like, my first friend that I was, like, that I honestly could be like, oh, I watched Buffy as a kid, and you were like, bitch me too, this, this, this episode, you remember this, this. I didn't really have friends like that growing up. I had, like, you know, y'all watch the cultural shit, but, like, the nerdy you know, sci-fi gay shit that is now just basically pop culture. Like, shout out. Like, shout out to, like, WandaVision and things like that. Like, still bringing that type of fanfare around. Like, versus. We stand. We stand a pop culture water cooler juggernaut. 
We stand a bitch no. with some chaos magic. Okay. Oh, wait. I have a question. Sorry. This is going a little long. So, Wanda versus the Charmed Ones. Who wins? Is that even a question? Wanda could just swap realities on them bitches. They couldn't even deal for a whole episode and a half when the Avatars did it. <laughs> Wanda versus Dark Willow. Who wins? Don't do Dark Willow now. Let's not act like Dark Willow wasn't on the verge of some cute shit. Wanda would change realities. Dark Willow would think she flayed Wanda, but she really flayed herself. And congratulations. You flayed yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of playing yourself, so Justice League, speaking of superheroes and things, Justice League is coming out with a Snyder cut of the... Oh, oh, sorry. Zack Snyder is coming out with a cut of the Justice League film that was released all those years ago that had flopped. (laughs) Um, Thoughts? Do you care? Is this a thing? And could DC ever match up to like what Marvel is doing in your eyes? Because you're like a a casual DC girl. You don't care that much. I don't care that much about DC. Yeah, I'm definitely, um, I am a DC fan. You know, I'm not too familiar on the backstories as much as I am with Marvel. But, you know, I, but I fuck with Batman. I fuck with Superman, Wonder Woman, all of them. Um, as far as DC and where they are currently in this movie specifically, I'll keep it short because I know we want to have a more broader DC and Marvel conversation. But in terms mm-hmm. of this movie and the DCEU, I feel like they have dropped the ball immensely. I remember being super excited when Man of Steel came out. And of course, you know, this is us coming straight off of us being kids during the um, Dark Knight franchise. So Batman Begins, um, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, which are still to this day Dark Knight Rises. I'm not even talking about the one Heath Ledger. That one was cool. But for me... For me, personally, <laughs> Dark Knight Rises was that girl. It is one of my favorite movies, even though I like watching it so I yeah. can skip about that one little 20-minute stretch where it was just nothing really going on. Um, <laughs> but to go straight from that in 2012 to the start of the DCEU in 2013 with Man of Steel, I didn't like Man of Steel. And I don't know if it's me just either. the fact that Superman just really isn't that interesting of a character to me. Because thinking about it, I've watched a lot of Superman properties over the years, besides Smallville, which technically wasn't even about Superman, it was about Clark Kent. I really wasn't even into them like that. So, uh, moving on to the... Superman's the wackest hero, period. (laughs) He was the wackest. She was the trillist. That didn't make sense. I'm just going (laughs) to kill this, even though I'm going to skip it. Uh, But, yeah, so to use him as a jumping off point made sense, but I really wasn't into it. The subsequent DC movies have not helped. Even Justice League itself, I watched it when it came out a few years ago, and I was not a fan. So mm-hmm. it is, and that was sad because that was with Joss Whedon doing all these reshoots and me being, of course, you know, a huge Joss Whedon fan from the Buffy days. But that was what helped me realize that just because you can make a good show don't mean you can make a good movie. And just because hmm. you made a good movie a few years Tell before it. don't mean you can make another one with a different comic book franchise. <laughs> Tell it. Tell it. Took your ass on over there to DC and embarrassed yourself. Congratulations. You flayed yourself. But um, what 
other movies has Zack Snyder directed? I'm not really sure. I don't have a filmography in front of me. I don't have my Angela E notes, but I reckon to believe that I would like his version of the movie better than Joss Whedon's. And from the descriptions of it, they say they did months of reshoots. The movie's four hours long. It has it they say it's literally a completely different movie. So I'm at least going to, you know, give it a chance the freeish way. A quick run of Zack Snyder's films. He did. He directed Dawn of the Dead, Three Hundred, Watchmen, League of the Guardians, Sucker Punch, and then Man of Steel. He directed, and then Batman versus Superman, and then the rest of the DCU has basically been him. So it's also like, ma'am, you're the one that's also been fucking up the girls. <laughs> like you, but okay, we'll see how you do. You can cut your own movie, girl. Right. You know us at Freeish. We are honest and we are real. We will keep an open mind. If we like it, we'll tell you. If we don't, we will tell you. If y'all know anything else by now, y'all gonna know that. Speaking of things that you like and don't like, do you like watching things with your parents? <laughs> oh my God, what a cool transition. I see you, sis. I'm like, I'm Mick. <laughs> Whoa, that was layered. <laughs> That's what people went to. Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. But um, watching things with my parents is an experience. I only really watch things with one of my parents because I don't really watch things with my dad too much because I don't really ever see him. But in terms of watching things with my mom... It can go either way. My mom is a very strong personality and a very strong opinion. And sometimes she can just get on things where it just makes me just, like, really annoyed to be watching it with her. Like, we could be watching an episode of Little Women, and she's sitting over here trying to correct me on things that Miss Juicy and Miss Minnie have done. And I just want to be like, girl, like, you don't even watch this show. Like, I watch this show, and I know some of these women... In real life. So don't you try to tell me what you think that these women are doing because I can tell you what they are really doing and this is no tea and no shade. And yes, you are my mom, but I feel like you are attacking me and that I need to come for you in this moment. But then, you know, it can be other times where it's just really awesome and, you know, we just, you know, sit there, um, get a little lit and just have mother-son time and just key about shit and it's just really funny. Yeah, I miss, like, hanging with my mom. Because my mom used to be, like, not, like, lit. You know, she was born in churchy. But she used to, when, where she lit up was when we was watching crime things. Like, uh, ID channel girls. Like, uh, what was the old one? Forensic Files. Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries. Because my mama wanted to be, like, Nancy Drew or uh, Detective Benson so bad. Because mm-hmm. she will connect some dots in a Lifetime movie that would be like, okay, well, girl, why are we still watching it? <laughs> you killed the person in the first 10 minutes then, since you know so much. So, yeah, like you said, it could be a double-edged sword. It could be fun. And it could also be, um, you know, sometimes it get on your nerves because you be trying to watch mm-hmm. stuff and trying to be focused, especially, like, stuff that they don't really understand or don't watch and partake, like you said. Like, if when if I tried to watch Drag Race with my mama, she would have so many exterior questions about, like, drag and culture, all that, that it'd be hard for me to sit and actually focus on the episode. <laughs> so she was good at, like, 
she'll ask her three questions at the beginning. And me and my dad are the same way. Like, we move, don't talk. No, watching Drag Race with my mom is actually fucking hilarious because we have the same opinions and mm-hmm. we both feel like Lawrence Cheney is over fucking rated. I'm tired of her fucking ass. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoa, I said it. Whoa. Yeah, I, I said it over fucking rated. We both feel like it. And Why so are you saying that Lawrence Cheney? America and Britain. Uh, which is why she's going what? home next. First of all, Lawrence Cheney has three badges, whereas all the rest and of the And that's why it's going to be a Bimini. gag when she goes home. I don't ooh, And I don't Bimini know takes the crown. Feet. We will get to that later. That was just a quick aside. Ooh. But let me know when you want to go on live and we can have this discussion at another time. Oh, we'll be having this discussion on live. ASAP. Y'all make sure that y'all are following us at Freeish Media because this will be going down. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but we've also had a lot of other things that we agreed on with Drag Race too, like the fact that Bimini is that bitch, the fact that, that Tina bitch. Burner is stuffed into her clothes, and the fact that <laughs> <laughs> I know that came from And the <laughs> fact that um, you know, Simone is a bad bitch. She was like, damn, yeah. that's a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh no so you know yes sis um, so I think that goes to show that watching certain things with parents is a hair pulling experience and watching other things with parents is awesome yeah iconic shout out to parents and stuff mama T and mother Teresa and your daddy your daddy there And I guess my daddy. Well, Chris didn't do his homework, but I have a freeish <laughs> fave for the week. Um, this song has a special place in my heart. Funny segue coming off watching things with parents because this is a song that both me and my mom enjoy and jam with together. And it is called Streets by Doja Cat. I'm mad I was about to go into it like people have not heard it by now. Like this song didn't come out two years ago. <laughs> right. But for those who don't know, probably like Chris, I don't even know if he's heard Streets by now. Streets mm-hmm. is a track off Doja Cat's 2019 album Hot Pink. It is the last song on the album and it is a fucking bop. Doja Cat has been out here working like she has come out in 1988 because this bitch is putting out singles. You don't see people putting out four to five singles from an album like that anymore. But, um, you know, to go back to the song and video, it is cute. It's the basis of the silhouette challenge. So when you hear that, that like that beat drop goes into streets. And she decided to capitalize on that by putting out a video for it featuring the fine ass Kofi Safiba. I've never said his name out loud. Is that how you say it? I have no idea. I've never said his name. Kofi from Queen Sugar. Is it Kofi Mm -hmm. (laughs) Safiba? I've never said it out loud. (laughs) (laughs) That's like Pussy Blay. Anyways, um... Yeah, you should definitely check out the video, girl. He looked good in it. He is serving, like, black vampire teas. Like, ooh, I need to see you in something supernatural now. Um, She looked good in it. You know, she may or may not be showing feet in the racist chat rooms. I'm not sure. But I do know that the song is a bop and the video was cute. And during the middle of a pandemic, that's a lot to ask for because people ain't been given too much recently. 
which is why it's mm. the freest fave. At least for me. I have a flop. Ooh. I forgot about this. Okay, who's your flop? Fuck Pierce Morgan. Ooh. I know we talked about uh, Megan and the girls earlier, but Pierce Morgan has been showing his natural white ass this week with all his comments toward Megan specifically and the Harry and Queen situation. First of all, pre- uh, Pierce Morgan, Come on, press Morgan. Megan for like <laughs> pressed Morgan <laughs> dated uh, Megan for like a hot second, and then she dissed. Him. She didn't really diss him. She, I guess, left the engagement and went to a party, and that's where she met Prince Harry. Because you know that's the famous story that they met at a party. So it's like, okay, so Ooh, you got I even left know that. Friends, which is. That's T. So like you're that's why he's been like in the last few years really just harping on her. Like they have thrown together clips where it's like like clip on clip on clip of him just Meghan Markle this. I don't believe she's like this. I don't believe she and what he said <laughs> this after the interview was that he don't believe that she had suicidal thoughts or like felt any type of mental ways. What? 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 What do you mean? And so he got dropped by like all his charities, all his like mental health connections. ITV definitely fired. I mean, he quit. Um, definitely fired him. Okay, then, Catherine um, Hanwink. Because it was Piers all along. Because I guess that video, I had never seen that or known that he had any real connection to Meghan Markle. And he does talk cash shit about Meghan Markle every time anything happens. Right. So it's wild that the fra- the fragility of your masculinity has led you to be such an asshole. Like, I just, I don't... You sound like you're coming to America extra. Oh, we're not talking about flops. Oh, we are talking about flops. Um, <laughs> fuck Pierce Morgan. <laughs> little dick energy, little dick uh, behavior is really weird. And I'm glad you're fired. And I hope that, you know... You learn to like, you know, handy J's are fun. Like, you don't always have to pay for it, sir. Sometimes if you stop being an asshole and get a personality, she might not leave you for a prince. You might be the prince. You stop Uh being an ass, you might get some ass. Okay. Very simple. Very simple. You came over here, you flopped, and we sent your ass back over there. Now you don't got a job over there. Go to Zimbabwe and bother somebody. Like, leave everybody alone. Go go on a spiritual retreat with Chris Brown now. And lead me to stop giving a fuck. And I think the moral of this, Chris. Hmm. And I, I just had a Ford and slip. I think the moral of this story is that Chris Brown needs to give somebody some ass. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming to another episode of Free. <laughs> and don't forget, fuck Pierce Morgan, and don't forget. Fuck Press Morgan and fuck Twitter. (laughs) Bye.